Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jamie Creel with Shelter Insurance. Come see how we've built a name that you can trust and why it is a must to get your free quote today with our Switch and Save. Located in Ridgeland and Florida, Mississippi, give us a call, 601-992-6000. You're listening to the Rebel Report Podcast, where it's all Ole Miss all the time. Here's your host, Michael Borky. That's right. Welcome in, everybody, to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Glad that you are with me on this Thursday, July 6th. Hope all of you had a safe and happy and fun 4th of July. Took a little time off. Maybe some of you are still taking your time off. I know a lot of people are still on vacation. Hope you're enjoying that if you're one of those people. I'm working. And again, like I said the other day, I don't know if I actually call this work, but yeah, Hayden and I are working this week. Richard's somewhere off on the beach doing whatever the hell he does at the beach, but we're uh, we're having a good time, off-season content in full swing, and today is no different. So Jackson Dort's getting a little off-season love from somebody anyway. I saw a quarterback list a few weeks ago that had him 11th in the SEC going into this season, which I found to be bizarre considering uh, the numbers that he put up last year. I know, as I say to you guys all the time, Ole Miss fans appear to be, uh, in some cases anyway, very critical of his first year as the quarterback at Ole Miss. But um, the numbers don't really back up the idea that he's outside of the top 10 in the SEC going into this season. If you want to compare him to the rest of the league last year, go for it and you'll see what I'm talking about. But uh, got a little love this time in a quarterback list, so we'll talk about that. Also, uh, a couple of other things that are just kind of on my mind as we uh, get into the dog days of summer. We are in the middle of the dog days of summer. SEC Media Days is, I believe, just 11 days away. And I'm really looking forward to uh, bringing you guys content from that week. That's going to be a full week right here on this feed. You don't have to uh, go anywhere else. I'm going to put everything Ole Miss related from SEC Media Days right here on this feed. So uh, looking forward to that. Going to be there in Nashville. And Ole Miss is last. Yeah, they're maybe not actually last, but they're on the last day. Either way. Don't know who Ole Miss is bringing yet. Uh, I'm curious to see if uh, Jackson Dart goes. Uh, because you know Lane is going going to talk up a quarterback competition the entire time there. He's not going to give anything away, nor should he. I mean, I, I don't see the benefit of of doing it any other way, if we're being honest. But I am curious to see if what most people believe is one of the two faces of the team going into the season. It's Quinshawn Judkins and Jackson Dart. If you ask the average college football fan, you know, tell me an Ole Miss player. It's Quinshawn Judkins and Jackson Dart. I mean, th- those are your faces of this program right now. Uh, curious to see if he actually uh, brings Dart. It would be very on-brand for an SEC coach to not bring a quarterback to the uh, event where all anybody wants to do is hear from the quarterbacks. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so that's coming up here. I think, again, 11 days is when that starts. Have a ton of interviews and stuff. All three players and Kiffin as well will be right here on this feed. I'll talk to a bunch of people around the SEC and load that all in here for you. So subscribe if you have not already. If you're listening on the website, I appreciate you. But pull out your favorite podcast app, search Rebel Report, subscribe, and leave a rating and a review. Also follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Michael Borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y. I have not and probably will not get into threads, the new social media app. 
because uh, it's not chronological and uh, Twitter is fine. I mean, it, it, it still functions good enough uh, for me to get what I need out of it. So I'm not going to try to make some kind of statement and jump over uh, to another social media platform owned by Mark Zuckerberg. So I'm not going to stick it to the weirdo billionaire Elon Musk by downloading an app owned by weirdo billionaire Mark Zuckerberg. Not yet anyway. Still just Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Michael Borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y. And I uh, saw a, a teaser earlier. That's all it was, was just a teaser of uh, the new, I say the new, the renovated facility that's uh, going to open this month, they said. So the Manning Center has been getting some pretty extensive renovations. Uh, the weight room uh, got expanded, uh, locker all all kinds of stuff is happening around the Manning Center. Almost $50 million worth of, of renovations uh, that are about to be complete, which is uh, exciting for the players, uh, not so much for the fans because you don't get to use those facilities. The stadium is your facility. That's for the players. But um, I, I have not seen any uh, pictures yet. I'm actually kind of – I love, like, facility reveals and stuff, and you know they're going to do one. They're going to have the crew from the season ready, and they're going to let the players walk in for the first time and do all that stuff. I'm looking forward to seeing that. I would like to know in 2023 what $46 million can buy you in a uh, a facility upgrade. They needed it. The, the Manning Center needed it. It was certainly not anywhere close to the worst facility in the SEC, uh, but it, it needed some updating. It was still st- kind of stuck in the past and um, needed to get done. I know that the name of the game now is NIL and, and every dollar should go to NIL, but I don't think that's entirely true. Now, NIL is probably the most important thing most of the time. I mean, it kind of feels that way anyway, but but you need you still need to continue to, to update, remodel, or whatever your facilities, because that kind of stuff matters too. If you're offering 50K to a kid and they're offering 50K to a kid, there are other factors then that become meaningful in their recruitment. And on top of that, the players deserve it. I think that nice facilities are are a good thing for you to have for your players, especially when you're talking about weight room and and those kind of facilities. So anyway, the the NIL stuff has been talked into the ground. People have kind of drawn their lines. We have listeners that have told us what they think, and nobody's mind is is changing on this. I do, though. I've been thinking about this lately. Because I read an article in, in CBS from Dennis Dodd talking about three years in and the NIL problem still hasn't been fixed or something like that. And so you guys can tell me if I'm wrong. I think I'm right on this, though. If they fixed the transfer portal, people wouldn't care about NIL. Now, there are some fans that get sick at the idea of a legal adult man and woman using their own name to capitalize, and that just makes people sick. But I, I truly think that, pe- that that guys like Brian Kelly, who have spoken out about it recently, Dennis Dodd, all, all these people that are talking about how the NIL problem needs to get fixed, I think they're wrong. I think they're focusing on the wrong thing. NIL is not the issue in college sports. It's the annual free agency. That's the issue. That's the problem. If they fix that, 
I think the money would die down a little bit and the craziness of that would die down a little bit and it would be easier for fans to stomach. You would turn off NFL fans if there was annual free agency. The, the, the money component is going to turn some of you off. Of course it is. But th- this idea, for example, Quinshawn Judkins comes to Ole Miss largely under-recruited relative to his ability. Lane Kiffin and staff, to their credit, saw that, recruited him hard, got him. Uh, the other programs in his state, I, I guess Auburn offered him, but they were late and kind of slow-played it, whatever. Alabama had bigger fish to fry, although Quinshawn Judkins is the best running back in the SEC. So Ole Miss recruits him, Ole Miss signs him. He has a huge year, and basically everybody in college football tries to get him to transfer and get paid there. But Ole Miss and the Grove Collective did the right thing. They got him a sweet deal, an expensive deal. But that didn't lock him into anything. Nothing. This time, not this time next year, but let's pretend he has another really good sophomore season. Guess what's going to happen again? Everybody in their brother around the SEC, especially Auburn, because that's what Auburn did going into this season, by the way. Uh, they're going to tamper like hell. And they're going to throw dollar figures at him, and they're going to contact him, and they're going to throw more dollar figures at him. And Ole Miss is going to have to, shoot, possibly double what they're paying him now just to keep him around again. That's where the problem is in college sports, and that doesn't exist in professional sports. I think that everybody's focused on the wrong thing. They're focused on NIL when they should be focused on transfer. There's no contracts. There's nothing binding player to school so they can sign these deals and get paid a ton of money and it not matter at all that's what they need to be focused on just an idea in my head I think that when a player signs with a college that needs to be a two-year deal if you sign a recruit you have to have him for two years and he has to stay at your school for two years and then let him transfer if you want something like that this, every single year, Ole Miss is going to have to give Quinshawn Judkins more money. And he'll be gone after his junior year, so you're not going to have to pay him then. That's the issue. That's the problem. That's the craziness. That's what makes college football hard to follow. That's what people need to be focused on, and they're not, and I don't understand why. I truly think that fans would really be able to stomach the money if they didn't have to hope and pray that their collective can give their star player enough money every single year. Because you can't do that in the NFL. Once the Cowboys signed Dak Prescott to, at the time, was a huge deal, he's locked in. He's locked in, and he's he's the quarterback of the Cowboys, and he's the quarterback of the Cowboys for this many years. And if he wants to ask for a trade, he can ask for a trade. But guess what? The Cowboys don't have to honor it because he signed a contract. It's there, there are legal issues with doing that with college players, but that's what that's what has to be done here. That's what has to be fixed. And so I read this stuff from Dennis Dodd and listen to all these coaches, and we're going to get that at media days. All this, oh nil, nil. No, you're you're focused on the wrong thing. It's it's the transfer thing. It's the annual free agency that's an issue that doesn't exist in any sport. None. Lamar Jackson signed his deal with the Ravens. He's done. He got a lot of money, big money, and then Burrow's going to get more. 
And so the market keeps getting reset, but years later for these guys. And those are professional quarterbacks with real value. Lamar Jackson is so much more valuable, generally speaking, from a marketing and team perspective than Quinshawn Judkins is. But Judkins signs a new huge deal, and guess what he gets to do next year? And I don't blame the kid for that, by the way. If I were him, I would do the same thing. If if you want to pay me a lot of money and then next year I can make you pay me more, guess what I'm going to do? I would love to be able to do that to Super Talk. Just go into the corner office and talk to the bosses every year and say, you're going to give me more money. Just give it to me. And then they do it. <laughs> that's not how it w- would work. But I would love the ability to do that. So that, that's not like uh, he should do that. I would advise him to do that. Shouldn't be able to do that. There's the issue in college football. And I think most fans would stop complaining if there were more than one year at a time contracts, which is what these are. NFL players don't get that privilege. NBA players don't get that privilege. Major League Baseball players don't get that privilege. And they're a lot more valuable than college football players. Why are they allowed to have that privilege? Shouldn't be. That's where the issue is. Fix that. You won't have that much complaining, I swear. Anyway, uh, but you you came here to talk about Jackson Dart, and we're going to do that right after I tell you the podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. Check them out online, absms.com. That's the website, absms.com. If you or your business are located anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi and you are in the market for office technology, anything from copiers and printers and mail machines to cloud storage and data security phone systems, if it's tech, if it's in the office and your business is in Mississippi and you need it, Check them out, absms.com. That is the website, absms.com. Tell them I sent you, and you'll get a complimentary office technology assessment, so you tell them what you need and what your budget is, and they will find a solution for you on me, absms.com. The podcast is also brought to you by Priority One Bank. Let them make you their priority. We've got 16 locations scattered across the state of Mississippi, 16 locations, conveniently located for you. Of course, they have online banking like everybody does, but uh, theirs is a one-stop shop. You don't need multiple apps like I used to with my previous bank uh, to manage and handle your money. Priority One Bank, making you their priority. So SEC Mike is, is what he goes by. But Mike Bratton, uh, he's a, a pretty popular uh, media personality in the SEC scape. He uh, hosts that SEC podcast is what it's called. Got a pretty significant following, and he put out his quarterback ranking going into this season. Uh, number 14, he had Graham Mertz at Florida, which, uh, <laughs> yikes. Uh, Florida, what, what's crazy is Florida fans obviously have high expectations for their program, and they should, but nobody around college football expects Florida to be worth a crap, um, and this is just another example of that. Uh can't believe that was the best they were able to do in the portal. He has A.J. Swan at number 13 from Vanderbilt. I think that is way too low. He's a player. He's just uh, on a roster that doesn't lead you to think that – I guess it doesn't lead people to think that he's a high-level player. He is. He's got a skill set that is better than a lot of guys in front of him. He has Peyton Thorne from Auburn at 12. Uh, he's limited. Pretty good athlete. Runs it a little bit. But, yeah, that's uh, about right. Brady Cook at 11 from Missouri. He's got Milrow starting at Alabama, which uh, we'll see. 
when you bring in Notre Dame's offensive coordinator and then also Notre Dame's former quarterback under that offensive coordinator, uh, there's a reason for that. But anyway, Rattler at, uh, at number nine from South Carolina. Carson Beck, who's never taken a meaningful snap in his life at number eight. Devin Leary, I think a little underrated at seven from Kentucky. Uh, Joe Milton at six from Tennessee. Connor Wiegman, a little high in my opinion, at five from Texas A&M. Will Rogers at four. And Jackson Dart at three. Jackson Dart going into the season at three behind only Daniels from LSU and Jefferson from Arkansas. I I wouldn't be surprised, by the way, if you look up. I'm totally fine with with Jefferson being one, no qualms, whatever. That's totally fine. Uh, Doesn't bother me one bit. I get it. Played a lot of football, played well, all that. I would not be surprised, though, if you look up at the end of this season and he's not even in the top five. Same thing with Daniels. I know he got better as the year went on, but we can't forget that LSU went a very large portion of last season not being able to do simple pitch and catch in the passing game. And Ole Miss, for some reason, decided to just let Daniels complete easy underneath passes for an entire football game. Pete Golding is going to end that. At least you would hope so, because that Ole Miss's defensive approach in Baton Rouge, bizarre to me. Completely just allowing Daniels to just throw easy underneath passes when he has never shown you the ability to throw the football down the field with consistency, and yet Ole Miss just let him. Here, throw underneath. Why not? Bizarre. But anyway, uh, that, that to me is about right for for Jackson Dart, honestly. And I know there there are people that think that he's not even going to start. I you guys know where I stand on that. I I think that he's going to be the starter. Uh, I think like when Phil Steele for example says the same thing, it shouldn't surprise you. I uh, I like what he can do. I like what his potential is. And th- and that P word is dangerous. That that P word is very dangerous because I I like Jackson Dart's potential a lot, but I do think that there is a, a, a rather low ceiling if he doesn't improve from last year. So I really love his potential. I love what he showed you in terms of uh, toughness. He, man, when a quarterback, it's probably not advised sometimes, but he showed you that he's tough as hell. And that does matter, man. I think especially in this league, you've got to be mentally and physically tough in this league. And, and he showed you that he's tough. He's got some some decent running ability. And the numbers for a 19-year-old in a new system in the SEC who joined the team in February, split reps in the spring, summer, and fall, uh, throwing for, I mean, 2,974 yards, so 3,000 yards on 62.5% completions and 20 touchdowns and 11 picks. And you're you're telling me that that was bad? I I just don't agree with you there. I, I simply... Uh, cannot agree with you there, but um, that P word is dangerous because I think he's got a ton of potential. We've just got to see it first, but I do think he's got the potential of being a top three quarterback in the SEC. And it's nice to see somebody uh, with a platform like this recognizing that potential uh, and ability because it's there. I, you know, at the end of last year, some people in this state won't like that I'm that I'm saying this, but they can get over it because it's true. He was a lot better than Will Rogers was uh, last year, even though Will Rogers has 
numbers that, I mean, Rodgers threw for 1,000 more yards, completed 4% more passes, and threw 35 touchdowns to just eight picks, and Jackson Dart was better than Will Rodgers last year. The system is what what changed everything. That that was a system issue and not just a quarterback issue. I also think people are kind of undervaluing a, a couple of things. Uh, the tight end position for Ole Miss was basically a disaster. Uh, Trigg got hurt and then was not exactly reliable anyway. And then Casey Kelly um, worked hard, played hard, not reliable catching the football. There's a reason he was a former walk-on. Um, and then he was playing hurt as well. And the, and the tight end position is significant uh, in this offense, and they didn't have a reliable one. Offensive line needed to do some improving uh, pretty dramatically. There, there were things working against him uh, as well last year that can be fixed. Uh, I think that, quote-unquote, losing Thornton on the offensive line is uh, a net positive considering who they replaced him with. That unit's got to be better. They've seriously upgraded at tight end. There's a chance that we look up a few months from now and and Dart's having a hell of a season. There really is. Uh, I understand fans' frustrations, but I do think you've really got something here, especially if, and it's a big if, these guys in the wide receiver room pan out the way that the staff thinks that they can and that they will. I think you're really set at wide receiver. The running game's going to be really good. There's a chance here that he surprises a lot of people. Not Mike Bratton, though. Getting the appropriate amount of preseason love. The one thing that I would be concerned about, though, uh, that I'm curious to hear, you know, if he does actually give any answers or or not at media days, because that's the next time we're going to hear from Lane Kiffin. Um, I am curious... To, to hear what he says about how he's going to handle this competition and, and what it's going to look like, because it can get weird if they they allow this to, to play into the season. And they don't have the time like they did last year to figure out the quarterback thing. People are going to make a lot out of the two-lane game in week two. I'm not. I'm not. Michael Pratt's a good player. I know Tulane beat USC last year. I don't foresee Ole Miss struggling for four quarters in New Orleans, and if they do, they've got problems anyway. But the the season gets realer much faster. And so I think the quarterback situation, if it is going to be a situation, needs to be handled smoother than it was a year ago and settled faster than it was a year ago because the schedule gets realer faster than it did a year ago. But either way, yeah, you're J- Jackson Dart getting a little preseason love, and there's 22 minutes of me turning that into something. That's impressive. you got to give me credit for that. But, um, yeah, appreciate you guys very, very much. Uh, just, just about another week and a half of slow time before things really start picking up. 58 days until Ole Miss kicks off, uh, I, I guess they'll start training camp, um, what, five weeks before the season begins? Because they like to spread out practices a little bit more than their predecessor. But either way, uh, appreciate you guys just a little bit longer before the news starts getting better than, hey, this guy online put Jackson Dart high on a quarterback ranking list. But 
Thank you for tuning in. Appreciate you. Talk to you again probably tomorrow uh, because we took uh, took the beginning of the week off. And so got to make up some episodes. So talk to you again tomorrow. See you then. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.